This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Hey, I'm Grant Hardy, and welcome to the Headlines segment. I tackle everything from health and lifestyle to accessibility and tech. I have it all right here on Kelly and Ramia. We bring him in on Mondays and Wednesdays to do some headline discussion. Lots going on here. And I'm sure, Grant, you have some rebuttal here because you've got an interesting item to talk about the Vancouver area on. And as I said before the break, maybe because they talk too slow in Vancouver, maybe it's not, it's not you know, they're certainly not up there with the Edmonton folks. Welcome back, sir. Well, thank you. Happy Monday. I'm glad you explained it because I was puzzling at that over the break. What the heck is he talking about? More of Less affordable because Edmonton talks about I'm like, I should get this. This is probably some sort of inside joke that I'm not so privy yeah. to. So thank you for We know he's that. not checking his emails, folks. You're ignoring poor Greg David. But you're in, you're in for a treat. Are you ever? We're going to get, we'll get Beth checking into it. She'll sort all this out. Um, sir, where are we starting? Should we talk about BC a little bit? Uh, I don't know if I want to now. No, yes, I um, came across this piece in the Georgia Strait, and it talks about something which is pretty interesting. Uh, currently, there is no area in Vancouver that is completely zoned 100% for apartments. And it turns out that there's some interesting and slightly problematic history for why Vancouver has uh, balked so much at zoning for more dense housing, apartment housing. Uh, So it turns out that even though, uh, I mean, Ramya, you you know, like our generation, especially apartments are the norm. Even if we won a million dollars, it is very unlikely to that we would get a big detached home in Vancouver or Toronto. It's just one of those things, apartment living is the norm. Uh, But it turns out that back in the 1920s, when zoning was introduced to Canada and Point Grey, and then expanded later onto uh, Vancouver, uh, Point Grey used to be a separate municipality, uh, apartments were considered undesirable. So apartments were, quote, smaller and less expensive options and often housed racial minorities, the Uh, LGBTQ community, single mothers, low-income families, or other marginalized populations that faced outright discrimination and racism when seeking a place to live. These groups were actually often banned from owning property and had few legal protections as tenants who faced quite a lot of discrimination, even just trying to find a place to rent. And it turns out that, uh, according to this opinion piece anyway, uh, and a book that they reference in the article, the desire to limit apartments was a guise to exclude people who were deemed undesirable uh, or unsuitable to the ideal white, heterosexual, and middle-to-upper-class family. It turns out that um, the uh, there was actually some quite racial language in the official uh laws which i'll kind of leave to your imagination but Mm -hmm. uh into the latter part of the 20th century and while that law those uh language has kind of been toned down vancouver has not 
really done anything to uh, allow areas to be zoned for apartments only uh, with perhaps retail space on the ground floor, which are now considered very safe, uh, livable, desirable places to be. So I thought that was kind of interesting examining, you know, some of these things where we just kind of go, this doesn't make any sense. Why would Vancouver not have more apartments? Now we kind of see that problematic history that uh, led to that. Curious if you guys have any thoughts on this. Well, it's just interesting to um, expand out in this way, right, Grant? Like, we're definitely all the time talking about the housing crises around Canada and in North America and just affordability and all that stuff and where things are headed. But how often do we actually look back and say, oh, well, actually, it stems from A, B, and C. Do you think that there's any room for these bylaws or zoning in general like it has to have served some sort of purpose in the present tense or at least leading up to the present tense for us to be like yeah you know it's more than just oh the system is the system is the system like there has to be some purpose that we're still utilizing um areas like this in real estate and in rental and all of that I mean, to a certain extent, despite the history and knowing how we got to where we got to, Mm -hmm. I do think, I mean, the reality is, you know, we don't want to probably live right next door to, you know, a meat plant or, you know, a factory that, you know, produces items with heavy metals or have a, you know, a preschool, you know, next to a, a prison like there there's obviously some need to restrict what can go where but i don't think that vancouver necessarily handles it as they should in vancouver we have this thing where we have very cheap property taxes i think essentially like very little to nothing mm. compared to the rest of canada and so what happens in vancouver is people homeowners are focused you know, basically exclusively on their property value. So if you want to put up an apartment building and block, you know, their nice view of the sun, heaven forbid <laughs> we put a, a, you know, a daycare on the block. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Yeah. You know, people are really up in arms. So yes, I do think that common sense, some zoning does make sense, but I think that we're doing it for the wrong reasons. I, I always think that, Somebody isn't looking. There are so many bylaws that nobody goes back, looks at. Things become a habit. And unfortunately, as much as that was placed in the 1920s, Grant, I I believe there is a high belief of those things that have gone right on through through the 70s and 80s, 90s. Uh, Well, I don't really, those buildings are all full of them kind of people. Oh, my gosh, yes. You notice one thing left off the list is there's not even a place for us disabled folks, right? It's not even mentioned as the undesirables. They were just not. Right. Um, it, it's kind of when you see this and you say, OK, well, how do we fix it? Well, if you tried to fix it today and Grant, you've said it so many times on this show, you know, well, not 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 in my backyard. And it's so awful because the viewpoint would be in some of the other places that, hey, man. Yeah. But if you do that, make those affordable apart because we're hearing that magic word affordable. Well, who's <laughs> going to move in? We're not hearing, hey, those high end condos. Now, will you and I. In, in, in the fence post, all know, if you're speaking to it, that, hey, they're going to 
sell enough property, and this was the big deal here in Ontario, yeah, okay, you're going to make more housing more, and some some affordable housing, but how many um, yeah. well-to-do units are you going to have <laughs> as well that you're building for these people to make their money, the ownership? And you've got to be fair in the system. And yes, of course, I'm not suggesting you don't do that, but let, let's let's be fair. So therefore, you're going to still have that attitude that has permeated this situation since the 1920s, keeping this from happening. And yet when we talk about, well, we need more housing. Oh, gee, how can we do that? <laughs> like it's a trick question. And I just don't that's get it. That's it. That's it. That's that's exactly it. It's an, an odd little house of cards here. You know, this real estate market, uh, everybody kind of has their own uh, motivations that we're, we're pitching for. And uh, unfortunately, they don't always align. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sir, do you want to move on to your next piece? We got time to talk about AI. All right. So always. Uh, this is of course. <laughs> always. Yeah. What is AI? Have we talked about it on the show before? <laughs> no, just well, kidding. In the last uh, half hour, have we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is one of the subjects I'm most conflicted about. Uh, but a, a study from Statistics Canada uh, report suggested that up to 40% of Canadian workers were at high to moderate risk of job transformation due to AI. So for example, a uh, hospital uh, mentioned that uh, they can actually use a number of AIs to basically plan their shifts. Like they can scrape the weather, the web for weather data to see if there's going to be a snowstorm. That's going to look for uh, events like, you know, marathons, et cetera. They can basically predict like how many people are going to be injured, how many patients are going to, uh, you know, have a mental illness uh, and basically do up the schedule for the shift. Uh, so basically uh, the, the Genesis is that um, you need to learn and accept AI in order to stay in the workforce. And that's what they're saying. That even if it's not going to uh, cause staff to be laid off, uh, somebody who knows how to use AI is going to be more valuable in the workplace than somebody who doesn't, similar to how when calculators you know, came to accounting, people who use calculators are going to be more mm-hmm. valued employees than others. So, yeah, kind of curious in the short time that we have your your thoughts on this. AI oh. is definitely the yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I I totally agree. Like I've I haven't heard it put so uh, simply and so straightforward. Honestly, like if you yeah, <laughs> like if you know how to use AI, you're basically you know reducing your time of almost ev- any kind of work. By yeah, so many done. hours, so many hours of the day. So when you think of something like the, you know, medical industry, like you're just, you're cutting down on so much manpower and so much time that's spent on uh, things like, I don't know, admin, right? If you yep. can just use AI properly. What I'd like to yeah. see is AI be utilized, Grant, but something we've lost because while we're doing things, we never seem to have time to double checking. Yep. What they're saying very clearly, oh, that's yes, so use true. AI. But double check what AI does. We're cool with that. That's okay. That'll still make my day fast if I Noting get it to do and summarizing. But we won't. Yeah, we mm-hmm. won't do it ourselves. The calculator, wow, what a straightforward kind of example yeah. because so many people say, no, 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 you got to use old brain. Never mind that that thing there because of the fear of jobs. Thanks, sir. Got to embrace the new technology. Thanks, yep. folks. Yes, it's in our best interest to do so because it ain't going anywhere. 
Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.